Hello, and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talk about tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. This week, we're talking about Marvel Snap. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. And I'm Chris. And Marvel Snap is not a tabletop game, but I'm going to turn it into a gaming topic of all kinds. Um, But first, we're going to thank our Patreon friends of the show. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gift of Games in Gray's Lake. Listener Doug is the reason for this particular episode. We'll get to that. And a huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. Um, listen to us on Zoom live, tabletopgametalk.com slash live, 8.30 Monday. Join our Discord, join our BGA group. Um, to be fair, we talk about tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. <laughs> That's I I I could justify anything, and that line is so generic. It lets me do whatever. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Fletcher, let's just get to how your weekend was because mine's exhausting, and I'm exhausted, and I'm pulling a kitty. Oh, right, we don't have kitty here because Kitty's like, "Hey, I'm sick and lost my voice," and I'm like, "Ugh," but I'm sick and I lost my voice, and so anyway, we're recording without Kitty, so she doesn't get to talk about Marvel Snap. Fletcher, what did you do yesterday? Oh my gosh. So um, this weekend, uh, starting on Thursday, um, I had my cousin and his wife came to visit. So if you're wondering why I didn't play any um, Seven Wonders duel or only played like one move in the morning, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is why. Um, It's because they came on Thursday and uh, we've just been very busy uh, ever since Thursday, I took off Friday and I took off today from work and they left, they left today. Um, yeah. So for those for, following along after last week's episode, I started a game of seven wonders duel with Kitty and with Fletcher. And since we started that game, Fletcher's taken his turn three times. Continue Fletcher. what do you do on Friday? <laughs> so, uh, we basically, um, spent the whole day, um, with them every single day since they stayed here. So we took them around Chicago. They've been to Chicago once before for uh, my wedding. Um, but we just hit all the Chicago hotspots, took them around town, um, showed them the neighborhood, and just did all the Chicago you know, things. All the touristy um, things you don't do if you live in Chicago and only do if you have friends that are come and visit you in Chicago? Pretty much. A lot of, a lot of those things. Though we did go to Costco. They really wanted to go to Costco. <laughs> so, we, so we went to Costco. Um. But yeah, we did a lot of touristy things. We did some things like um, we took them to like Pequod's Pizza um, because that's like a Chicago thing. We went to uh, Devil Dogs. We went to Cheesies. Uh, you know, we basically like ate our way around Chicago. As you do. I mean, Chicago does have yeah, pretty good food. It does. So we had a great time. Um, and I was super busy and super tired and um, super tipsy pretty much the entire time. He's really into breweries, my cousin. Um, so we went to like a bunch of different breweries and then, you know, we were just drinking while we were there. So the whole time I'm just like buzzed and, uh, out of it. <laughs> that sounds like my Saturday night. That was an accident. <laughs> so yeah. So I went up to Keyforge celebration on Thursday. We drove up there and then Friday we played Keyforge and, but everything was a little bit late. So everything finished a little bit late and we were supposed to be done with everything by 11, I think we left the game center at like one o'clock in the morning and then had to be back at 10 o'clock the next morning to do the next days of tournaments. And then we played all day long and then I didn't really eat all that much, but they had they had three different beers on tap at the game center. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll drink that. And I was thirsty. So I was dehydrated and I hadn't eaten. And I started drinking this beer that just tasted really good. And I just, I drank like three of them in 
easily under an hour, probably under 45 minutes before I realized, oh, these are like eight or nine percent. Like these are <laughs> strong. This is like Dragon Melt. This is a strong beer. Strong. And I was so out of it. I'm like, I was, you know, I was still my normal friendly self, just super friendly. And the next day, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I might still be a bit hungover from, from Saturday night. Like it's, <laughs> it was bad. So, uh, yeah. So sun or yeah, Sunday was just trying to stay alive and eating a lot of food and drinking a lot of water. And then eventually we drove back. We were supposed to record a podcast for Sydney uh, for Help for Future Self in the car on the way back. That didn't happen. So we did record one today, though, and that is up. So if you want to hear more about KeyForge um, and the new set and the Unchained decks, uh, you can go over to the Help from Future Self podcast, and that is Sydney and I kind of recapping our views there. Um, I will say congratulations to Sydney. She did get second place in the uh, sealed event. So we got a 10 extra world winds of exchange decks to bring home. Um, I can now say winds of exchange is crazy, crazy good. So if you've been thinking, Oh, I want to get into Keyforge, but I don't have all those old decks that are all the best and stuff. I think winds of exchange will have the best decks that you can get. Uh, they're not officially out until January, but you'll be able to you know, find them probably online in certain places if you really want to try them out. But, um, yeah, no, it's a great set. If you back the Kickstarter, you will not be disappointed. I think it is going to be amazing. And you didn't back the Kickstarter you, because you don't do or the game found, but yeah. Did you play in the tournament at all or no? Yeah, so basically on Friday and Saturday, you picked one tournament. There were two tournaments were going each day. On Friday, it was Winds of Exchange, and you could uh, sealed. So you open up a Winds of Exchange deck, and if you did the solo um sealed that was what sydney did you opened up one deck and you played that i did the um alliance so i opened up two decks and then you can mix and match to make one deck out of the houses that you open so i did that and um i think i I probably got bumped out like round four or five um for that and then she just kept going so then we had to stay on sunday because all the finals were on sunday on saturday it was bring your own deck so that was no winds of exchange there it was um basically a bunch of decks from the from Mass Mutations, uh, which is two sets ago, Wins Worlds Collide, which is three sets ago, and um, Coda, which is the original set. Those are like the most showed sets, and those were the top eights. Those were the ones that showed up there. Um, but I got bumped out of that one probably by round four, and I think Sydney also probably the same. So that's the day that we played a ton of um, Unchained games, which is a different. It's kind of a different set, but it's like Keyforge with no rules. They're not legal tournament decks, but they're just kind of fun decks to play. So it was just a bunch of casual Keyforge playing. And the way they set it up is you could play anybody. And for each new person you played, you'd go up and record whether or not you won or lost. And if you lost twice with an Unchained deck, you get a ticket so you could buy another Unchained deck. And you could do that three times. So at most, you could walk away with four Unchained decks as long as you lost six games throughout the weekend. So everyone was playing everyone to try to get their six losses in so that they could get their all their Unchained decks. decks. Yeah. So And then there was one guy who he just opened up 
just a killer insane deck and he just he was just sitting there and taking on all comers and he won 25 games um before it was finally like okay time limit's done um and sydney's the only one who beat him and she just happened to like high roll on her first couple turns and his deck never got a chance to start um but otherwise like nobody could beat this deck it's it was but it was so much fun to just like try and nobody really cared because these decks are just like whatever right just so that's crazy yeah, but it was so much fun. Um, they still haven't decided what they're going to do with the Unchained decks, whether or not you're going to be able to get them in retail or like promotional prizes or something like that. But I think they are definitely going to be a mainstay and kind of stay around in one form or another for quite some time. So that was our, our nice. Keyforge experience. It was quite fun. And that was, I, I don't actually recall anything else. Today was mostly miserable because <laughs> we're exhausted coming back from a three-day weekend because we had friday off and work is crazy and i'm just like uh okay At, literally after we're done with this episode i don't have to work another couple hours to make up for you know not having work on friday so but that's okay it was all worth it nice all right so fletcher i text actually sitting somebody texted me i think it was kitty <laughs> saying hey um i'm bailing on you and then i responded with that was kitty that, that was, was not me because I'm here. Yep. <laughs> and then I responded to you saying, hey, Fletcher, have you played Marvel Snap? And you said, no. And I said, play it. We might be able to talk about it. <laughs> and actually, no, I said, give it a shot. Might be fun to talk about tonight. Um, and that's what we're talking about. So I only know that you actually did play it. And I will give you the history of why we're doing this. But first, I want to get your take on Marvel Snap. What do you think? And how long you've been playing and what's going on? So I've played about maybe about two hours worth of Marble Marble Marvel Snap. And um you told me to play this and I was like, uh, okay. Um you didn't even tell me like where to find it or what it is. So nope. I'm like, it must be on, you know, the app store because I don't or online. So I just Googled it. Marvel Snap, first thing came up. I'm like, okay, download it. It you know get i'm like oh no this is a freemium game i typically don't like we talked about this before i typically don't like freemium games that are super competitive so sorry something just i don't know made a weird noise in my room Um, (laughs) i typically don't like these kinds of games so i'm just like okay well i'll give it a shot and you know we can talk about it and see how and see where it goes from there uh first impressions after two hours you know, I don't, I don't actually mind this game. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, we'll see how hard that wall hits of like, you need to pay to continue to advance and win. But you know, so far the curve has been pretty gradual. I've won every single game and, uh, tied one game, which is considered a victory when I tied, it said, you know, victory. So I haven't lost a game yet, but I came close with that tie. Um, but so far so good. I like it. Yeah, so I I've been seeing things on YouTube. Um, there was another Marvel game came out maybe a year or two ago that was exactly what you're talking about. It was like um, you know you you built a team and you're trying to they the team would auto fight each other and it was one of those just uh, like almost like a coach type of game. And in order to get anywhere after I don't know maybe a few hours of play, it starts to get really expensive or you're really waiting for a long time or you just 
stall out and really don't do anything. And when yeah, I started that wall, seeing that, that paywall, like pretty yeah. much hits, you don't yep. have to pay for anything, but to continue to advance, it's going to take you forever to do anything. Yeah. And, and there wasn't a lot of, I mean, you could take over manual control of things and stuff, but you never would because it wasn't about the tactical fighting. It was just about beating, so beating the level so you get to the next level. So when I saw Marvel Snap, I'm like, um, all right, I don't need another Marvel game. I have, that's just like, no, not going to do it. So I was at Keyforge Celebration and I was talking to um, Doug, who people will know as listener Doug. And he mentioned this Marvel Snap thing. And I'm like, no, I've been avoiding it just because I don't need another game like that. He's like, it's not too bad. I'm like, okay, fine. Show me what it is. And he showed me and I'm like, oh, this isn't exactly, this is nothing like I expected it to be. And I still wasn't sure whether or not I would like it. And don't worry, we're going to get to exactly what it is for those who have not played it. Um, it, it really is. It could be a tabletop game. And that's why it could be. I feel it's okay. Yeah. Um, but so I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. It looks almost too simplistic to be compelling, but I will give it a shot. So I downloaded it. I played halfway through the very first tutorial game and then got distracted. And then for some reason, um, later, like the next day later, I was waiting in line to get lunch. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I guess I'll just play another game or two. So I played a few more games. And then I'm like, oh, I'll play another game or two and played a few more games. And now I'm just like, okay, when can I steal five to 10 minutes to play another game? Um, <laughs> so I think it's it's, we should probably start with, how the game plays because it is what a it dueling is. yeah and what it is it is, it is a, a dueling, dueling deck builder yeah well a deck construction game that you then go and duel with right yes. so you're not building your deck during the game you you build a deck before you play and that sounds atrocious to a lot of people yeah what? It sounds like magic like if you don't like magic why would you ever like this game yep but how many cards are in a deck have you built a deck yet 12 i think it's 12 it is 12 yep yeah, so and, I did the thing where, you know, you get your starter deck, and then it shows you, like, okay, you can replace this with this card. I'm like, okay, great. I played a few more games with that, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and, like, net deck something. So I just found an article, because um, I'm a super beginner. I've only played for, like, two hours. And I just, you know, quickly looked at net decking. And I, I don't have all the cards yet, but I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to put all the cards in that I have on this so far. And I'm just going to work towards this net deck for beginners. Um, but it's only 12 cards. So it's not, you don't have to spend a, a crazy amount of time, like figuring yep. stuff out. Or money, because you're cheap. And I know you haven't spent a single cent. I have not spent any money on this. Yep. So you can spend money on it. But all it, I'm not sure that you actually need to at all. And I wouldn't recommend anyone do it unless you really, really want to. I did spend the $5 because I know what it is to make a game. And I don't mind that that first $5 intro pack. I'm like, fine, I'll spend $5. You get a, an icon or like, it's almost everything's cosmetic. So, and some of this stuff I'm going to be quoting directly from Doug because I've probably played for probably eight to 10 hours at this point. And so... His thing is, you are you never have to pay for anything to upgrade cards. You do upgrade cards. So as you play, you get um, this in-game currency. There's two different types of currencies that you get. And it, it sounds there's more complicated. There's multiple levels than, of currency. I mean, right. just like with all these freemium things, there's multiple different currencies that do different things. Right. But say you have the Hulk, which is an early card that you'll get. Um, it costs six 
power to put it out there or six mana to put it out there or whatever the I think it's power is the um, in game yeah. um, the source and it has and it has a twelve uh, attack rating and that's all Hulk does is six and twelve. Well, you can upgrade the Hulk, but it doesn't change his game stats at all. It just changes how cool the card looks on the screen. So it's all visual. At first, it's all like visual. A lot of so these the things are yeah yeah. So the first one, it's like frame break. So now Hulk's kind of like busting out of the card a little bit. And then it's 3D. And then you'll get like rainbow and glowing. There's a few other levels I haven't really hit yet. Um, uh, animated. Yeah, they, they get really, they're just cool looking. But it doesn't matter that you level them up because they still just do the same thing as any other deck does. So why do you level them up? That's how you unlock fun. the cards. Oh, yeah. That's how you unlock the cards. Yeah, more cards. Yeah. Yep. And you don't have to buy them. You're just going to unlock them. And everyone basically gets... There's a few mystery cards here and there, so there's some randomness in it. But eventually, you will unlock an entire card pool before you go and start the next card pool. So if you unlock all of card pool one, then you're ready and you start working on card pool two. But you have all of card pool one, and now you're playing in the second card pool and with other people that have all the same cards as you. You haven't spent any money on this. And then you do that for card pool two, card pool three. So... The game, Fletcher, how does the game play? Um, so for anyone out there who's ever played um, the the Blizzard, uh, what is it called? The World of Warcraft um, game. Oh, now you, uh, now you made me uh, just forget what it was. Yeah. Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Thank you, Joshua. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Hearthstone. So it plays, it, I would say it plays mostly like Hearthstone, um, where... Every round you get, you start with like the first round, you start with one power. The next round, you have two power. The round after that, you have three power up to six. It only goes up to six power. Um, and your cards are from so far, all the cards that I've ever seen are from one to six power to play. Um, and the game is six rounds long. So, you know, first round, second round, third round, it's it. it it's actually a pretty short game. Um, the cards don't attack attack each other directly you you only control you vie for control for like three areas of the um play area you need to control at least two of those areas to win and the way that you control them is you have the most power in you know that area so three areas on the board to control if you have the most power there you control the area um and you can only place four cards down in each control area so a total of 12 cards can be placed total in your player play area. Um, there might be kind of ways around that, but so far in my, in my play, that's, that's, uh, that's all I've discovered. Yep. Yeah. That's basically the game. I, I think it's uh, very similar to smash up is a very similar thing where you have the bases and you're playing your cards to these bases and the cards, many of the cards have a special ability of some sort. So that's where the, yes deck building and strategy comes in so that first base there's three bases on the thing that first base is going to be revealed on turn one and it's going to have some kind of effect it could be a positive effect for everybody a negative effect for everybody it could be a when you have control of here they always affect everybody right it's it, it doesn't it's, ever yeah, affect it's, it's just affecting you. both sides right yeah. so you don't know you know what the base one is going to be but you can you can go to either any base you want base you know, two yeah. is revealed mm -hmm. on round two and base three is return revealed on round three so you want to have control of two 
so there's this there's element of and you don't see where your opponents you all put you both play simultaneously so you don't know where your p- opponent's going to put cards that round but there'll be cards that say this card costs two mana it gives you three power but if your opponent played a card in the same area it gets plus five power so it's like well this area here is empty maybe he's going to go for that area so i can play this because i don't get the plus five power if they play there too but maybe they know that I have this card because they we're all working from the same card pool. So maybe he's like, oh, I'm going to go someplace where I don't, they don't expect because I'm going to go over here because this card gives me plus one for every character I already have in that area or plus one for all the characters in the other side. So there's it's almost like a mind game that you're playing. But at the same time, it's a very tactical game because you want to yeah. make sure that things play together but it's still a card game because you draw you have an opening hand i think of four and you only draw one card per turn per yeah so you don't know if you're going to get something and some of these effects are they're just like silly like i almost never played to the first base i always played to the second or third because i'm just like i'm just playing the odds let's see what happens and then i'll play like a one power creature to the middle and then that base will turn up and it's like all cards here have minus one power and i'm like oh (laughs) So now I'm at minus one and my opponent's winning at a zero just because they didn't put a card there, right? So these games are super interesting in that they're kind of addicting and they only take six minutes tops because every round there's like a one minute timer on it. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. And it's a random, like it's a real person usually. Early on, you'll be playing bots and there's some learning bots that will come in as well. But you can't chat with them. You can't say anything. There's no comments or anything like that. Um, I can't play Fletcher. I can't choose to yeah. play Fletcher. And what that does is create an environment where win or lose, it's like, okay, I'm, I don't have to worry about you know playing jerks. I'm just playing someone else on the game. Um, you also advance either way. If you win or lose, you still get currency that allows you to upgrade your cards. Um, your level, you might lose some experience if you level uh, at a certain point, you can start going down. So it's kind of like a, a rank system, kind of like the ELO system on Board Game Arena. I don't, you've probably not made it that point yet where it says, hey, okay, now you can start losing experience. Uh, no, I haven't. No, Nothing's told me that yet. Yeah. So once you get to that spot, um, and it's, it doesn't take long, you'll probably be there within an hour um, from where you're at right now, a new thing pops up that you can now do. So if I think I'm doing well, I can hit the snap, and that's where snap comes in there. So at the end of a game, you will get um, a number of experience points, usually two, if you don't do anything. But if I hit the snap button, I'm doubling that. I'm saying, okay, I'm putting this, putting you on notice that I think I'm going to win, and now the value is two points. At the end of the game, if we make it all the way to the end, that doubles and it's be four points. So the winner is going to get or lose four points. That is another element of bluffery. Because if I'm in oh, turn three... That whole snap mechanic is not uh, there for me yet. <laughs> no, it's not there yet. But when it is, like you can be on turn three, and I'm like, okay, I think I have this. I'm going to hit the snap button. And now they can retreat. They can say, okay, never mind. I'm going to retreat and leave, and I'm going to lose that two points. But if they play to the end and lose, they're going to lose four points because it's doubled if you make it all the way to the end. Same on my side. <coughs> Oh, so, so it's just a really interesting mechanic. It's like a poker mechanic where you can bluff and say, I'm going all in. Uh, exactly. When you really don't have anything. And the other person's like, all right, I fold. It's it's so cool. So yeah, so there's it's just there's so much trying to read your opponent and then counter read. And then if you fail, it's okay. You still get something for it. 
and you move on. I really am enjoying this game. Like, it's just a fun distraction. And I'm wondering why it's not like, well, I kind of know why it's not in real, like a real form. Because there's nothing about the game that you couldn't do on tabletop. If you just have this set of cards, you're you're good to go. So the only thing you would any... need is like a, a privacy screen to like line up your cards on where they're going to go. And then you both reveal at the same time. Yep. That's all there is to it. It's like, is this left lane, right lane or center? Lay and play them down. And there you go. So I do kind of like it in its current form. Like it doesn't, there ha- doesn't have to be a card there, but now how it does make money, because obviously it makes money in some way, right? So I'm actually opening up the app right now, and then or I'll play a quick to. game. <laughs> so there's a few it ways. It does not and support landscape. <laughs> it does I not. I actually haven't tried it on. I, yeah, I haven't tried it on an iPad either. But um, and I know that there are a number of people. This game came out last month, and I know there are a number of people um, that are actually in our audience right now that have played much longer than we have. And they know way more than we do. So take this as a first impression. Like, literally, we haven't played it for more than a couple of days. Um, but when you open up the app, right, the very left thing uh, on this is shop. Hey, go there, spend money. And spend what money. it, yeah, way to spend money. So, and a lot of the currency you get. So there's two kinds of um, currency there's gold and credits. I think, yeah, gold and credits. Gold is what you can buy for real money. And then you can turn those into credits. Um, and actually, you can claim 50 credits every day just by logging in. And then credits are used to upgrade your cards. But again, they're just visual upgrades to the cards. As you visually upgrade your cards, you get closer and closer to leveling up out of a particular tier of cards. So you can then go to the next one. So really, the credits allow you to level up faster. But you're going to have these credits. You're going to earn credits just by playing. Um, so it's not like you have to get these, like, you don't have to buy anything to level up. You just will earn credits. You decide what cards you want to level up and you do it. Now, they also have the ability to buy alternate versions of cards. So my options right now are like a noir variant of Jessica Jones, which looks pretty cool. Um, and if I get that, it's it's just a different version of the card. That's the one you actually spend real money for is just to get a different version of that card. It's purely cosmetic. Um, and there's a bunch of other ones like pixelated art, um, you know, classic art, comic book art. Um, you know, there are all types of different just variant things that you can throw out. I've been doing the fast upgrades because they are free and you just have them anyway. So if you have the ability, you log in, you do some upgrades it, and you get points. Yeah, the fast upgrades are they're not they're not free you have to have the the easy to get in-game currency which is like blue credits yeah it's the currency you get just for playing yeah this is at least right now uh, i can't even spend all the blue credits that i have um you know eventually i feel like i'll probably get capped um and i'll need a lot more but right now like i have way more blue credits than i can spend on anything yep and you don't have anything else to spend them on except for leveling up so you might as well do that again from my limited experience but in just sitting here i've just unlocked three new cards and upgraded three other cards and i still have you know to give you an idea um i just spent uh, 150 credits to upgrade ant-man and i have 1085 credits left that I can use to upgrade other things. So that's kind of the idea. Um, but you just get these credits every single time you play. So you play the game, you get credits, you upgrade things. 
You really just play. Now, why spend gold then? Because you can go faster. If you spend gold, you can level up faster. You can get to the next tiers faster. I personally love that because I don't want to go faster. I want to actually enjoy the game and play as I go. But at the same time, I'm, you know, a middle-aged dad that doesn't have a lot of time to play all the time. So if I can drop 10 bucks to make up for a couple games that I, you know, couldn't get to, that's fine too. It doesn't really, it's it's not making you, putting you into a power level that others can't get to because now you're just fighting against other people that are at the same card level as you are. Um, and it makes for a super welcoming game. And again, if you like tabletop card games or just tabletop um, strategy thinking games, puzzly games, this might be a game you may unexpectedly really enjoy if you've been avoiding just like the the freemium games like you were, Fletcher. Yeah. So far, I've been actually really enjoying it. Like you said, like even if you don't like head-to-head card battle games, this is a very simplistic dueler. Um, so it, it's not so far. It's not super complicated. Um, you know, it's been pretty easy to like you know get into this game, and um, yeah, I, I actually like it so far. Yeah, it and the reason like. It's not, it's simple to get into, but at the same time, it's also not simplistic. Um, There's something about it that there's an element of strategy and thought here where once you start, it almost holds your hand into getting good, right? Because it's very easy at the beginning and you kind of figure out what's going on. And then later on, you start making some decisions like, oh, if they had done, if I knew they were going to do that, I could have done this other thing or... um, or now I have to respond to that. There was one time I was playing and the middle base turned up and you know I put my first guy at the middle base because that's my normal opening move. And the middle base came up and it was, as long as you don't have any characters here, you get plus one power every turn. and Or plus one energy every turn. And I'm like, oh, crap. So now my opponent, because you know, like you said, you have one on the first turn, two on the second, three, four, five, six. They're getting three, four, five, six, seven. And I'm like, now I have to make up for this detriment that I put myself into. And how do I pull this off? Um, And I managed to do it. And it felt really great. Again, if it didn't, eh, that was five minutes of my life. I get some extra currency because every time you play, you get currency and you go on. And it was it was just a great, fun time. And I really just want to stop recording and play this game right now. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Michael comments that, uh, you know, deck synergy is really important um because you only have a, you have a very limited amount of cards so making sure that the cards play well together is is kind of key to to, to winning um and based on what kind of environments get revealed in the play area because there's three bases and not all the bases are the same every turn every time you play they could all they could be different i don't know how many bases there are total do you do you have any i idea? there's got to be a ton there's of them because i've not seen a ton of duplicates yeah there's there's a lot and I, I ran into one where every time you play a card there it gives you a copy of that card back into your hand yep. which um i thought was kind of like a really neat mechanic um where I could like exploit uh, one card that I had, which is Ant-Man and I could just keep playing Ant-Man and I get another Ant-Man and Ant-Man's actually like a kind of a powerful card when, uh, 
when there's three other team members in his area, he gets like plus four. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to keep putting Ant-Man in Ant-Man's like spot and then play Ant-Man everywhere. Um, and then you have an ultra four person for Ant-Man spot. Who's giving all of himself these bonuses and it's, yeah, yeah, it, it, and it really is about that, right? Like you can make, I, I have a deck that it's um, all reveal effects. So what happens is your characters are revealed and you can have reveal effects, ongoing effects. They may just be static. They might not have any effects at all. And I'll have a character, like all of my guys have reveal effects and a base comes up, says all reveal effects are triggered twice at this location. And I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> So it's like those kinds of things where it's like, all right, this really works. Or maybe it's like, oh, now all ongoing effects are have double effect. And I'm like, well, I don't have any ongoing effects. So now I have to be careful with what my opponent's doing. But the thing is, that one base, maybe that doubles all the power of my opponent's creatures. That's fine. I just dump and don't pay any attention to that base. And I focus on the other right. two instead. And that is a strategic move you can make. Another thing is there's a lot of... Um, unlocks like these daily missions and you rarely need to pay attention to them you'll just kind of automatically do them as you're going through like win two games win a game with ant-man um there's just a bunch of different things that pop up but every once in a while you'll have one that kind of sticks on your list a bit longer and you look a little closer and like okay what is this trying to make me do so i have a two of them that have been on my list for a while and these are how you get the in-game currency is like um, one of the main ways is getting these missions so win a location with only one card so that is one where i'm like okay i need to actively think about how to do that because that's not an easy thing to do but now it's a challenge that i'm putting on myself when i go into the next game or win a location with 10 or less power or something like that right and you might want to think about like okay well maybe i want to get this off my list i might be willing to like sacrifice a game to complete this mission (laughs) exactly yep because so, like, okay, I, mean, I could do this. I could just like ignore, you know, a, a location up until the very end and then put down like the Hulk who's worth 12 yep. and try to win that location there. But I may sacrifice the rest of the game just to, just to do that. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is when you first start out, Hulk is one of those cards that everybody gets. So, you know, your opponent also has the Hulk. And they could be doing the same thing. Now, you can only play the Hulk in the last round because he's a six-power, um, a six-cost creature. But you're like, well, is my opponent going to do that? might not be in his hand, but everybody has access to the Hulk. Yep. And there's other things, too, like um, Hawkeye, for example. When you put him down, his ability is if you play another card in his area on the next turn, he gets boosted. Well, that's a way to make your opponent... Think you're going to do something and then do something else. So I just played Hawkeye in the first phase here. So now they think I'm going to play another card there, which would make sense because that boosts Hawkeye. So maybe they play a card that says if you've played a card and you know your opponent played a card, you get boosted. And then I go and I go in a completely different area because now I'm trying to like you know mess with their mind and be like, haha, I said I was going to go that way, but I went this way instead, and that allowed me to just sneak in under the wire to get this other location. That's true. Yeah, because um, the other thing, like the, the compliment to that would be um, Star-Lord. And because if you pl- if Star-Lord gets played in an area that is that the, the opponent also played in, he gets plus two. Plus two yep. to and Gamora power. and Rocket, like basically the entire Guardians of the Galaxy have variations of that theme at different cost levels. Yeah. And that's another thing you'll start to see, too, is these characters that we know from the MCU, 
they play in with each other and they start to be able to synergize with each other as well. Now you could go like a straight up Guardians of the Galaxy strategy and you're just trying to constantly guess where your opponent's going to go and therefore constantly getting stronger. But if you're not good at guessing what your opponent's going to do, that might not be a great move because at that point you're losing the value of those characters or something else like um, uh, Jessica Jones. abilities. Right. Jessica Jones says... If you play her in an area, as long as you don't play a card in that same area on the next turn, she gets four more power. Awesome. Another thing that says your opponents can be like, okay, well, they're definitely not going to play a card there because otherwise they're not going to get that extra four power. It's an easy one for you then to decide, do you want the four power? But you told your opponent what you're going to do. Or is that just a fake and saying, I'm going to put that there so my opponent thinks I'm going to go there. But then I'm going to drop down Gamora or um, uh, Star-Lord and then get the bonus from that character and them playing there. So it is a very cool little mental game. Yeah, again, I'm, it's I'm a not... lot of fun. So are you going to keep playing it? I'm going to keep playing it. Yes, I am. In fact, the earlier um, while we're recording, the I don't know the shop refreshed or whatever it's called. So I was able to like boost all of my characters again and i won't be able to do that until tomorrow morning that is the one thing so there is some time stuff to it the missions that there's daily missions there's a shop like these boosts um the in-game currency boosts and stuff those refresh on a daily basis which is normal for a freemium game because they want you to keep coming back yes they want you to stay engaged there's also the advantage of at a certain point you've played out all of your missions you've got all your boosts and you start getting diminishing returns on playing in the same day. So it's like, okay, put it down, go have dinner, have a social life. And then tomorrow, the <laughs> first thing you do when you wake up, go grab it and do all your missions again. Um, so it's kind of a mixed thing there. And I actually like that aspect. I like wanting to get up and like look at the game and like, okay, what are my missions today? All right. I'm going to like, you know, crack those out. Um, I played Legends of Runeterra for about a year and a half. And it was the same, it was a similar thing. You do not have to, it's a much more involved deck building process. It's a much more involved game. Um, it is a, it's a better head to head game, but that's because it's like a full on CCG where this one is just, it streamlines just to the fun of it. Um, but Legends of Runeterra did that same thing where every morning I would get up and I wanted to do all my missions. Eventually I just couldn't keep up and I stopped playing it. And I haven't done any, been playing any game for probably the last six or eight months. And now I think this is going to be place that, and it's going to do it faster. Um, I feel like this is a quick get in quick adrenaline hit, have fun and get out and just go from there. I am looking forward to the ability to do like head to head so I can challenge you. I may not get any points for it, but I would like to, you know, be able to challenge you in, in a mission or, you know, and say, all right, let's see. But the game's new. And I think a lot of friends, even for like no benefit, just exactly the ability to do that would be fun. Yep. So I expect things like that will come along. Um, Again, it has to be for no benefit. Otherwise, you can gamify the game. (laughs) Yeah, you can. You could level yourself up by just playing yourself over and over. Uh, But I don't think there's any problem with that. There's different seasons, so I guess this is the November 2022 season pass. Right now is the Warriors of Wakanda because um, isn't the new Black Panther just recently come out? Yeah, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can do that, and I think it's what is it? 
For $10, you can unlock the exclusive Black Panther variant. And I believe it unlocks uh, like another chain of like freebie stuff, which is kind of interesting. So this is, this is where your first one was free. Your first, um, like your daily rewards and stuff. And after that, you don't have to get these rewards, but if you unlock, they're kind of like um, passes, where as you play, it'll show you what you could get if you had the pass. So in this case, essentially what this is saying to me right now is $10 a month allows you to get this pass, and then it unlocks a whole bunch of stuff as you play. But if you don't pay that $10, it doesn't matter. You're still going to get the same things unlocked. You'll just unlock them slower is is the equivalent of it. So um, they want your money, and a lot of people are spending money on this game. I assure you a lot of people are spending money on this game. Um, I will be spending money on this game. I have no problem giving them $10 a month. Uh, but you also can – there's all kinds of online content. Like I said, you net decked, um, which is funny because you only have like 20, 25, 30 cards available to you in a 12-card deck. It's like, all right, yeah. I'm going to net I think deck. I only have 30 – exactly. I think I only have like 30 cards total. Maybe around that available to me, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm already, you unlock cards very quickly in the beginning and I'm just kind of like, okay, what's a good starter deck? Yep. And like I said, it outlined three starter decks that you can do with, you know, uh, the pool one. And on one of them, I already had six out of the 12. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll go with that. And then, you know, hopefully I'll unlock the other six a- as I go. Um, and, uh, I could kind of see the gimmick of the deck as I'm playing with it. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand like what this deck is now trying to do. And um, if there's other cards that I have that will work in there that um, aren't like part of the deck, I'm starting to add those in too. Yeah, and you can mix and match and kind of refine what you're going for. Um, I haven't really paid too much attention to because Michael mentioned you know the, kind of the locations really make the strategy of the game. Um, yeah, but. They, uh, there's, it feels like sometimes there's themes. Like I went through a series of missions where I constantly was getting rocks added to my deck, which is a one cost zero power thing. And, but there was a character that you could get that gives all of your one cost um, characters plus one power. Or your other characters like Ant-Man, where if you fill the area, he gets bonuses to it. So how, like if I keep seeing this area over and over, I'm tweaking my deck to be like, okay, I'm ready for you. Throw rocks on my deck. Let's see what happens. And, you know, now all these rocks are actually useful to me um, because your opponent's getting rocks as well. So it's, there's... And you're probably not going to be able to, unless you go with a bunch of like low cost characters, you're not going to be able to fill all 12 slots. Right. You might be able to fill like eight if if you go like low cost, um, but filling all 12 is, is hard. Yep. So I'm I'm just gonna keep playing. I'm gonna keep playing. I'm gonna have fun, and um, it, it's right now. It's kind of a wordle thing. Everybody's doing it. If you're not doing Marvel <laughs> Snap, just download it so you can know what everyone's doing. Get the bug for a little bit. Um, it could also pass it just as quickly as Wordle did for everyone, where it's like, all right, been there, done that. It was fine. Now it's getting repetitive, and I'm gonna move on to something else. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not your typical freemium game. You never have to spend a penny if you don't want to, and you will have fun with it. All right. I agree. Anything else to add about Marvel Snap? We're going to end a little bit give early a today because I have to yeah, go play Marvel Snap. 
I, w- I would just say give it a shot. Like when Chris told me about this, I was just like, yeah, no, I'm going to hate this game. This is like totally everything I, I dislike about freemium games. And you know what? It's not so bad. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that I have a feeling. And, and I don't know this might turn out to be not correct, but I have a feeling that in a few weeks I'm going to hit like the wall and then I'm just going to be like, all right, I'm done with this. But you know, maybe not. Uh, Maybe I'll talk about this in a few weeks from now and be like, I'm still playing. I'm still playing. Um, I think you should see if Carmen like put on her phone. This might be something that she can play for a few minutes on the train, going to work and stuff. And it's flashy. It's like, it's fun to look at. It's flashy. It's easy to get. Yeah, maybe. Yep. I'd give it a try. See. Um, All right. I do want to remind people that if you're on our discord, um, periodically, oftentimes on Tuesday, um, oftentimes completely random, I've been posting games that I'm planning to, well, that I'm going to be giving away, um, or sometimes I'm selling and I'll give you guys first dibs before I put it on eBay. But um, if you want, are interested in that, starting, I'll be posting more uh, this week, probably Tuesday, Wednesday er, time frame. What I'm going to do just so that you don't have to be like on at the exact moment is I'm going to post games. And if you are interested, you're just going to like click on a little emoji there. And then I'm going to random draw for anyone who clicks within. I'm not going to let it sit up there for more than 24 hours. So check often. But if you click on it because you're interested, great. Uh, Don't click on it if you're not interested. You know, only Click on games that you actually want. Uh, just because it's free doesn't mean you want it because I'm going to make you pay for shipping. And it's in the current world. Shipping's still a real thing. Um, but I want to make it a little bit easier for more people to get involved in that. So all you got to do is be involved in Discord. Kind of set your notifications for the free buy, sell, trade channel if you want to know when I post new stuff. And yeah, help me get rid of my games. And if you live in, <laughs> in or near the Chicago area... There's some big stuff that I'm more than happy to meet up with you. And so I don't have to pay for shipping and you don't have to pay for shipping. So, all right. Anything else, Fletcher? I think, uh, I think that's it. That's all I got. I think that might be it too. Next week is Thanksgiving week. I think we'll be recording normal on Monday. Yeah, I should be available. Yep. And I think the following week, I think we're, our recording schedules are normal. So join us 830 central. Um, sometimes I do secret stuff for listeners as well i think after we're done recording here we're gonna watch an episode of bluey from australia so uh (laughs) if you were in the live audience and sorry kitty can't talk i don't maybe i'll text her and uh see if she wants to join us for a bluey episode where she doesn't have to talk but until we talk next week tabletop game talk is a proud member of the dice tower network you can be part of our live recordings Monday nights, 8.30 Central. Uh, join our Discord for free stuff and to talk about Marvel Snap. I'm going to have to make a channel in Discord now. Um, show notes have oh links God. to everything you need to know. Um, hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayash, John Williams, Ursully, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Leanne Verhol, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Jossi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan C., Darren McClellan, David Garner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Krista Keel, Monica Witchman, and Michael27. 
And thank you to anyone that ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us, past, present, and future. If you'd like to be a future patron and become a pat- present patron, um, links are all in the show notes. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. So there is now a Marvel Snap channel in the Discord uh, with a link to the website. And yeah, we can post deck lists and awesome screenshots and look how cool my 3D animated Hawkeye looks. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.